Welcome to the inaugural season of the Bruin Shaver Sports Podcast, where for 30 minutes once a week, we talk about all the things that make us love sports, the games, the rivalries, and of course, the personalities. We are stoked that you're listening. And now, here's Ben and Darren. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Brew and Shaver Sports Podcast, coming to you from humid and hot northwest Louisiana, where the food is always great, the temperature and the roads, not so much so, but we're having a great time here on the show. Uh, I'm joined with my co-host, Darren Shavers. Darren, how you feeling today? Uh, that I agree with the hot part. I think that's right, and you know. Our roads in Louisiana, we do have the most infamously bad stretch of interstate in just about all of the southeast, don't we? The stretch of 20 that goes through Shreveport Bossier. And <laughs> that's why God blessed us with the best food in the world. Hey, there you go. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's, it's the payoff. That's exactly right. <laughs> I had someone at church say, describe the, the heat and humidity. He called it humuggity. <laughs> yeah, I think that's very It's well. humuggity. Yeah. Humuggity. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, growing up, I lived in Tennessee. I lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. But when I got out of the vehicle, stepped off the side of the moving truck when we were moving here, it's the first time I could ever honestly say, okay, I got out and the air stuck to me. I, I, it was like I had to squeeze into the air. It was so hot. So, But we're not going to let that slow us down That's right. at all. That's right. We are joined again by David Neesmith, retired uh, referee, official, whatever the term is that you prefer. I'm sure yeah. you've been called a lot worse. <laughs> a lot worse. And, and we can't mention them on this radio. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, most of them are true. So it's okay. <laughs> well, let's just get things kicked off. And, and and David, this is out of all your your stories, and, and they're all great. Absolutely. This one is my favorite, and I asked Darren, can we start the show with this story? And he, he, he acquiesced. He said, sure, why not? So the LSU spring game. Oh, my. you got to tell the story. Oh, my. Oh, my. Okay. So I uh, don't remember the year, but I was still in the Division II, the Southland Conference, trying to get to Division One. You know, you're doing everything you can. you you go help teams out, and you go scrimmage games, any any way to be seen. That's what you're doing. So I'd been down to LSU a few times, you know, just to, you know, officiate. They needed help, and they wanted to look at me, and I said, okay. Well, I was sitting in my office uh, one afternoon, and it was around 1030, 1045-ish, something like that. And I get a phone call, and this is the guy, the coordinator at LSU. He said, hey, son, what are you doing today? And I went, well, I was working. What do you got, sir? You know, and he, we'd known each other for quite a while. He says, I got a 2 o'clock kickoff down here in Baton Rouge, okay? And I need a seventh official. And I need to know if you can get here at 2 o'clock or not. And I said, I said, look at that watch. And I'm like, whoa. I, gotta, I said, sir, I got to go get my stuff. I got to go home and get all that. He said, son, are you in or out? And I said, I'm in. (laughs) I'll be there at two o'clock. Okay. So I go home, get my stuff, man. It is. I am beating feet down south on 49. So I get down to Opelousas and I look at that 190 shortcut. And I said, I'm taking that 190. I think I can, I think I can cut off a few miles there. Maybe a little bit of time. So if you've been on 190, that little shortcut over to Baton Rouge, 
you kind of slow down a little bit for the towns, but unfortunately for me, I was looking at my watch and not the speedometer, and I got to a place called Crotch Springs. Yes, sir. And there's a big bridge, <laughs> and there, oh, man, I heard the, you know, the red and blue come up behind me. I went, oh, please, dear God, please make this a local guy. Maybe I can talk my way out of it. And I look, no. Is it the sheriff? No. It's a state truth. <laughs> I said, I may be going to jail. All right. <laughs> so uh, he comes out, and you've all seen Smokey and the Bandit, all right? And this looked like Jackie Gleason's brother. <laughs> I mean, he had that uh, big old belt buckle, and he had that brim hat, you know, and sunglasses, everything. I said, oh, there's no negotiating with this guy. I, I am done. I'm just going to have a ticket and go. So... Uh, Gets out there, he comes up to me, he says, what's your hurry, son? You know, I said, well, sir, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to, I'm one of the officials for the LSU spring game, and it kickoffs at 2 o'clock. And I swear this happened. He took his hat off, took his hat off, put it over his heart, and he said, and I quote, you mean the LSU fighting Tigers? I said, yes, sir, that's who I'm talking about. Oh, I got a hook in this one. So uh, I, I, I said, uh, he said, you got to be there? I said, yes, sir, I, I, I try to be there, but, you know, you got me held up. He says, I'll be right back. And I thought, well, I don't know if that's good or bad. You know? <laughs> Is he going to take me to jail or what? He comes up to me and he says, follow me. I'll get you there. <laughs> I said, what? Yes, sir. Well, I'm a pretty crazy driver. I had a hard time keeping up with him. I'm telling you. Woo! I've never been so go to Baton Rouge so fast in my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking 85, 90 miles an hour. And I'm going, whoa. Okay, I can't lose him. because So I'm thinking he's just going to, you know, take the exit and say bye. No, he's taking me all the way into the football stadium. Nice. And I'm going, you know, and they got the, the lights going, the horns going. Woo, woo, woo. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. The other six officials out there waiting on me. I'm late. I'm right at 2 o'clock, and they, they know it. And uh, the look on their face when I got out of the car, and they said, who the heck are you? I'm your seventh official. And they said, and, the, and boy, they carried me high. They got the trooper over there, and they said, hey, trooper, where'd you get this guy? Angola? <laughs> so... So anyway, we uh, we had a good game, uh, and uh, I was sitting there going, I, I thanked him, and he says, now, son, just slow it down just a little bit. You know? <laughs> I said, okay. But uh, that was uh, the, the, the bad part of the story is my connection moved off, and, and the, the dream of the SEC disappeared, and that was the end of that. So I went, well, it was a nice, it was a nice ride for a while. I love that, that story, that David. And and when when I try to describe to people about how the state of Louisiana feels about LSU football, oh yeah, I, I've I've shamelessly <laughs> told your story. Let me tell you this story, and because I think that 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 captures it right. There. Absolutely. Yeah, there are two truths that come out very clearly in that uh -oh. story. It's number one, you really get a true image of what the passion. Especially the farther south you get. Oh, yeah. Passion for, no doubt. for LSU football. No doubt. And number two, when you travel south, there are two places that will get you. 
If Washington doesn't get you, Crotch Springs will. <laughs> yeah. No matter where Crotch you are listening to this from, if you are in southern uh, Louisiana traveling at some point, those are two signs to pay attention to. <laughs> I almost sound like a, a public service announcement. <laughs> you know, you can talk to just about anybody in the state. Have you ever been stopped in Washington? Uh, no. If they answer no to that one, they're going to answer yes to Crotch Springs. It's one, it's, it's one or the other. Yeah, that's that's true. I got stopped in uh, uh, Spokane. And uh, for six miles an oh, hour. Washington State? Yeah, Washington oh. State. That's not different, but. Six miles an hour over, got stopped, got a ticket for it. And I went, six miles an hour? I said, but, sir, I was passing a vehicle. No matter. <laughs> speed matter. limit is a speed limit. Uh, okay. Well, I got stopped in Washington City in Louisiana yeah. for six miles over. That's on the interstate. Is that right? Yep. Oh, sure gosh. Same thing. <laughs> they are not afraid. <laughs> have, have y'all heard my story about the, the Fresno right guard and right tackle? Let's talk a little bit about that because yeah, you did a, the bulk of your collegiate officiating in the the old Western Athletic. You're conference. correct, right? And so um, you've got some really good Fresno. Oh, stories. I, I, yeah, Fresno. It's uh, it, it's always a great atmosphere there. You know, they got the checkerboard end zone, mm -hmm. and you know, and, it, and it's just just always the the intensity is there. That boy, they support that team no matter what. Well, anyway, this is uh, this is a game. It was Fresno and Idaho. All right. Well, then Fresno was just killing them. You know, and, you know, it's you're in the middle of the fourth quarter. Fresno's up by 30. And, you know, all you, as an official, all you care about is don't fight. That's all we care about at that point because the game is pretty much over, you know. And Fresno's doing the right thing. They're running the ball, handing off, making first downs, just running the clock. And, you know, everybody's fine. Well, all of a sudden we have a TV timeout. And I'm on the sidelines. And I see Fresno's right guard and right tackle pointing. Pointing at the defense. And I'm going, what are y'all, are y'all talking? You know, my first reaction is they're taunting and I'm going to have a fight to break up here in a minute. Mm -hmm. So I, man, I jumped, I jumped right, got right in their faces, right guard and right tackle. I said, what are y'all doing? And I said, are y'all taunting these guys? Your head by 30? Oh, no, sir, Mr. Ref. No, sir. I said, what are y'all doing? We're telling them where we're going to run the ball. <laughs> I said, what? Said, what? Are you, what? So I turned to the defense and I said, I looked at him. I said, are they telling you the truth? Oh, yes, sir. They're telling us. They're telling us. They're, they're not lying to us. They're telling us we're going to run the ball. So, so I'm like, uh, I'm about ready to go, what, what do I do here? I don't have a foul. Yeah. So, so the, and I'm getting ready to walk off and the defensive guy grabs my arm. He's Mr. Ref, please don't make them stop. We already in trouble. <laughs> You know, I just kind of looked at all four of them there. Y'all have a good game. I see. I'll be back. I can get back over here where I belong. I'll leave y'all alone. And uh, all that, that was. Uh, That's when you know a game is out of control. Yeah. yeah you you kind of went. And they kept, they kept right on doing it. I thought, I, I'm not going to stop them now, you know. And I said, okay. I told uh, Coach Hill what they were doing. He said, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. We're going to run the ball anyway. You know, I love I love now, it. Pat Hill at Fresno, he was a pretty interesting character. Oh, uh, everybody loved uh, working at uh, Fresno because Pat Hill was all business. He was uh, one of those intense coaches. I don't remember any trouble with him. I really don't. Uh, he was intense with his players, though. Woo! So every game, he'd tell me the same thing. Every game before the kickoff, he says, Now, Dave, anybody gives you trouble out there, 
won't you come tell me? I'll straighten them out. Oh, yes, sir. I'm all for that. If it keeps the voids a fight, I'm with you, sir. And he said, I mean it. You tell me if anybody gets out of line. Yes, sir. So they had this wide receiver, Paul somebody. He's a great receiver. And I'm on Fresno sideline. And he catches the ball, you know, 15 yards downfield. And he's out of bounds. And I see the wide receiver and the cornerback, they're out of bounds, you know, seven, eight yards out of bounds. And they're chatting at you. You can tell they're talking to each other. I see that helmet just going up and down and up and down. I'm going, I know he's trash talking, but I'm far enough. I can't hear what he's saying. And I reach for my flag and I go, wait a minute. What am I going to tell Coach Hill? I can't, I don't know what he said. His helmet's just going up and down, you know? And so, uh, so I thought I'd leave it alone. So I went, Coach Hill, I said, you told me to tell you. I said, I think number one is maybe getting out of control. He may be mouthing. I don't know if he is or not, but I just want to let you know about it. I mean, he, he, he said, Paul, come here. <laughs> he benched him. <laughs> come here. Really? And he, said, and he goes, you've been, you've been trash talking out there? And uh, the other went, Oh, I don't know, sir. Sit on the bench until you till you learn how to not play how to play football. And I was going, oh, wow. Whoa, this is in the second <laughs> quarter. And I'm going, oh man, I feel kind of bad about this now. Okay. <laughs> so okay, all right. So anyway, he's on the bench and you know, they keep they keep playing and all that. So we come out of the dressing room at halftime. And comes out there and Fresno's out there and he calls Paul. Paul. He says, can you do what I told you to do? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, okay, go do it. What's he talking about? He came straight to me. He said, Mr. Ref, I am so sorry. I will never do that again. He says, but next time, just flag me and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> just flag me and get it over with. You know? uh, so uh, three weeks later, we're back at Fresno. Same, same wide receiver, number one, came up to, you know, and I'm seeing him out there. Hey, number one. You gonna be talking today? No, sir. <laughs> now wait a minute. They're, they're they're really good at this. He 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 planned this. He turned around. I said, "What are you doing?" Turned around, and he came back. He had duct tape on his on his mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "No, sir. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not a word." Said, now that's good. That's really good. That's <laughs> that, fantastic. You got me. You got me on that one. So he's, we're not saying anything. So the game he got benched. Did Fresno win that game? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> Probably did. I don't know. I think we just have proof that refs do change the outcome of games. I think so. <laughs> he, he got their starting that guy, receiver. That guy usually bench. brings 130 <laughs> yards to the game. This game he had 18. <laughs> but but you've had the unfortunate task of uh, of seeing players get ejected and oh um, yeah and and I think you have a story yeah, about. Coach's response. I think uh, kind of stretches my memory a little bit, but I think we're down at San Marcos. And this other team, the visiting team, was uh, a little undisciplined, you could tell, and uh, had a had a, a veteran crew working the game. So we, we're good with it. And there's always troublemakers, and they're normally on the defense somewhere, but we've got a really good, what they call umpire. He's, he's where the middle linebacker is. So he controls the game. He, he, he makes all those linemen behave, and he gets all that, you know, Steve. Steve was his name. and So Steve's up there. We're having a good game about the middle of the third quarter. Uh, all of a sudden, Steve's very nonchalant. When he throws a flag, it just kind of, you know, goes about three feet in the air, and it's holding or something, and, you know, okay, that's just Steve. 
Well, all of a sudden there's a play and there's a big scrum up there. And I see Steve's flag go, whoa, up in the lights. <laughs> and I was going, whoa, that's unusual. So I kind of went, I better go up there and see what's going on. Because Steve never gets upset like that. I was going, wow. So I come running up there. I was I was playing deep. And I come running up there. And he said, give me your flag right now. And I said, okay, here. Boom. He throws another one. <laughs> and I was going, what? Because his was still lost. And I said, Steve, Steve, what is going on here, you know? And he kind of said, you see that number 55 right there? I said, yes, sir. Steve, calm down, calm down. He said, he went over there and kicked the ball carrier on the ground right in the stomach. And I said, oh, he's gone. He said, yeah, you dang right. I said, well, <laughs> yeah. what was the second flag for? He come over and push me. Oh, <laughs> I said, really? Oh. I said, oh, he's definitely gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so. I said, Steve, I know the rules are you're supposed to escort him to the sidelines. And I tell you, let I'll take care of it. I got I know what the penalties are. I'll tell the coach. You know, he'll get mad and all that, but I got it. So we're walking over we're walking over to the sidelines and he looks down at me and he's Mr. Ref, am I out of this game? I said, Yes, sir, you're definitely out of this game. And he takes his helmet and chunks it. I said, Shouldn't have done that. Boom. <laughs> so, so now we have three unsportsmanlike penalties oh, on this no. guy. You know? Same guy. Same guy, 45 yards. So here's what's funny. So I go to tell the coach. I said, Coach, I got three fouls. If you just bear with me, I'll explain them all to you, and, and we'll get on with it. He says, okay. I said, the first foul was, and he says, stop. Is he out of this game? I said, yes, sir. He's out of this game. He says, that's the best news I've heard all night. <laughs> and he, really? And he says, Mark it off and let's play football. Wow. Now, no it, yeah, it was, I was like, boy, what an attitude. Well, things got a little worse on the sidelines. Well, this guy we threw out, that was before they demanded they leave the stadium. This They allowed him to stay on the bench. Well, he's over there throwing, over, throwing the drink table over and fighting with his teammates. and Oh, it, it's it's ridiculous. And, and it's somewhere about the fourth quarter. I saw the coach go, give me your jersey, give me your pads, you're done. <laughs> wow. Oh, what's going on? That guy oh, had quite the night. Goodness I said, gracious. Whoa. I've never had that response before. Mm -hmm. That's the best news I've heard all night. <laughs> now, in all of your years of officiating, you know, somebody bumping into your umpire is a story. Is that something you saw a lot of, or was that really kind really, of an exception? It's really yeah. an exception. Okay. There's uh you see it maybe once a year, maybe twice okay. a year, you know, maybe, you know, but it's, it's there. They don't, I promise you that they don't want to get hit, you know, right? of course, but there's sometimes, you know, the, for the umpire mechanics, your, your job is to stay still so that, you know, they know where you are, but the running backs are smart. They use you as a blocker, <laughs> you know, You're if they can, yeah. if they can, you know, but, that's why I never, that's never, I've never did umpire and I never want to do it. That's something, yeah, that's, those people are crazy doing that. They are. <laughs> you are in the middle of action and unguarded. Oh, basically. you don't have yeah. any pads on or anything. I was going, okay. But yeah, I've known quite a few get run over. <laughs> I always feel bad when you see the umpire take the, the football off the head. You know, they're just <laughs> yeah. standing there doing their job all of a sudden. It's, you know, because it's a short distance. And, you know, when in college, those guys throw heat. It's not just a, an average little lob yeah, right. coming oh, yeah, in. They, and well, all of a sudden it bounces off the umpire's head. Is, is the umpire, their biggest fear is that tight end. 
coming across. Oh, That's okay. their biggest fear. Mm-hmm. And if you'll watch them, at least in the college game, not the NFL, but in the college game, they will move on a pass play. They move up to the line of scrimmage. So that tight end can get in behind them and not in front of them, you know. But anyway, oh, right. yeah. Really? But uh, it's, that's the one they, they can't see it because it's coming out of the peripheral. They can't see that tight end coming. That's what you got to watch. Wow. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, now, you've talked a lot about flags that happen, uh, like, during the game and after the game and players oh, and all, oh. you know, different things. But now, I know you've uh, worked quite a bit at Northwestern. It's just, you know – Oh, a little my. bit down, 49. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now you had a, a game where there was a – the team was flagged or some other team was flagged for taking out the other team's flag carrier? Or? Yeah, uh, this was kind of one of those unusual uh, games, the Northwestern State, so make sure you understand oh, that, Northwestern State. Yeah, I should State. have said that, yeah. <laughs> but not to be confused with the other, with Northwestern. But, yeah, there was a, a game down there, and uh, I think it was – yeah, it was McNeese. They had a tradition of every time they scored a touchdown – they had these uh, big old flags. This thing is like 20 feet big, and they, they take about two or three guys to carry it around, you know. Well, they're they're beating the Northwest. I mean, McNeese is killing them. And so all of a sudden, I, I couldn't see it because it was behind me, and uh, all of a sudden the flag bearer goes down, and, I, and it's behind the Northwestern bench, and I'm going. And my buddy out here, he, he flags them. He saw something, you know. And uh, so my, the guy that flagged says, go find out who did that because we got to write it up, you know, because they, they tackled him, you know. <laughs> so I go over to the head coach and I said, okay, coach, uh, we got a foul on, on your team. And for my report, I, I need to know who did it. And he kind of went, what do you need that for? And I said, I, I got to write it up, you know, because, you know, that's all. We got to write up all fouls. Got who, who, who did it? We got to know. He says, well, I guess no sense hiding it. You'll see it on the tape, but it was me. <laughs> it was the coach. Oh no! Yes. Yeah. I, I said, "What? Uh-huh. You really?" He said, "Yeah." Yeah, I was tired of him coming behind my bench. So <laughs> he says, "I'll tell you one thing. I bet they don't come back." Tell me, his first name wasn't Woody and his last name Hayes. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, no kidding! <laughs> I was like. Oh, my. Okay, we'll write it up like that. That's how we did it, too. Unbelievable. So when you go to Northwestern State, you don't ever know what's going to happen, including <laughs> including maybe the mascots might get into it. Oh, my correct? goodness. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, early in my career. So we've got a game. At the time, it was called uh, Northeast Louisiana. And a ULM oh, now. Oh, yeah, ULM. Yeah, yeah. okay. Anyway, but, I, you know, they changed name. But um, their mascot was the Indian, you know. And the uh, Northwestern State, they're the demon. You know, that's their mascot. So, you know, we, we're, we're focused on the game. We're going in. We're like the 30-yard 30, 30 line going in. And, uh, and we're sitting there and watching the game and making plays. And I hear the crowd just going crazy. I'm going, what's going on out there? I don't see anything great going on. And then I look down at the end zone, and the Indian and the mascot are down there wrestling. <laughs> and I mean throwing fists. I mean, they're down on the ground trying to kill each other. But, you know, the headgears had come off and it, all this, all this <laughs> no. you know, you know that they, I know what happened. They were playing, and then it no longer it, was play. It, it got serious. It got yeah. serious. And the next thing you know, security had to go down there and break them up. And, we shut the game down. Okay, I'll just stop here. You know. So now, was there 
he didn't spit on the field. There wasn't a flag of any kind. No, okay. you know, no. That, that's, that's just <laughs> that's I just something. Get out of the way. I hear that too often. Well, I do remember seeing one game. I cannot remember who they were playing. It was Oregon, uh, and they scored. Seems like it was maybe even a bowl game or like a, a neutral spot, and uh, they scored the first score. They you know their opening drive. They drove down and scored, and the duck mascot ran into the end zone, <laughs> celebrating the score, and got flagged. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like you know that guy's having a seriously bad day. Yeah. <laughs> he just cost the team 15 yards. That is not well, gonna... These two mascots, they were at least smart enough to get behind the end zone. They were smart enough to do that. They took it off the field. Yeah, they took it off the field. But at least they were smart enough to do that. But anyway, that was ended in a you know, big, big fight. It makes for a great story. Well, David's too. got more stories and – before he gets to those, including a quick kick controversy that almost ended his career. Let's, t- let's pause right now for this week in sports history. Hooks Wilts was a star pitcher for the New York Baseball Giants. On May 15, 1906, Wilts led the Giants in a game against the Cincinnati Reds. During the fifth inning, Wilts struck out four batters. Wilts also happened to strike out the side in the fourth inning, a total of seven batters across two innings, becoming the first player in Major League Baseball to do so. Oh, thank you. So being an official is a, is a very dangerous, um, not just from the standpoint of crazy fans or coaches or players out of control, um, but also because there's so much action happening on the field. And, and David, you have a story about a, a quick kick controversy that almost ended your career. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this was a rookie year in Division Two, So uh, it seems coincidence, but we're down at Northwestern again. <laughs> <laughs> seems like that's where all the good stories are. Did you but... like drive shaking <laughs> in Northwestern? <laughs> no. So as a rookie, you're, you're kind of like, Oh boy, man, I just don't mess up. That's all you, you know, just don't mess up. That's all you, that's all you want to know. You want to, you want to make sure you get to the next year. So, uh, so I'm the back judge, you know, it's, uh, and for some reason, Northwestern decides to do a quick kick on third down. And I go, nobody does that anymore, mm-hmm. you know, but sure enough, they hiked it to the halfback and the halfback wears back to kick it. And, and it kicks the right guard in the butt. The ball hits the right guard in the butt. And it ricochets backwards, okay? So it's never crossed the line of scrimmage, you know? So I'm going, I'm the back judge. I don't have to do anything here. Just sit back and watch, right? And I'm the rookie. I'm just going to stay back here, make sure they don't break loose or anything like that. So I'm like, okay. So I'm just going to go up here and, you know, so the other officials are all in a huddle talking about what do we do here? And so I'm like, I'm the rookie, man. I'm staying right. I'm not, I'm staying out of that huddle. I'm just going to stay here and hold the line of scrimmage. And they'll tell me what, which way to go. All right. That's, that's my job. Right. So, so all of a sudden the head guy of the official says, rookie, come here. Well, you know, you're in trouble when they, <laughs> the head guy calls you rookie and he wants you to come into the huddle. And I went, oh, no, I said, this is not going to end well. So I reluctantly, I said, okay. So, What's the, what, what do you got boss? And he said, we don't know what to do. 
I said, what do you mean you don't know what to do? Y'all, y'all got more experience than I got. Well, but we, we think you might've read the rule book a little closer than we did. And I went, well, okay, what do y'all got? Well, the ball, you know, I said, tell me what you got. So the ball hit the guard, ricocheted backward, and it squirted and squirted and squirted around. And I said, did anybody have possession? No, nope, nobody ever had possession. The ball just squirted around. I said, okay, what happened? It went out of bounds, you know, you know like 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And I said, okay, uh, what's, what's the question? Well, is it fourth down and punt, or is it first down defense? I went, uh-oh. <laughs> and the wow. head guy says, you better get it right, rookie. <laughs> You're the, I was the tiebreaker. So I went, okay, give me a second. It's first down defense. And they, they looked at me funny. Are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Okay, rookie, it's on you. It's going to be on you if it's wrong. I went, oh, thanks for nothing. You know, so I said, okay. So we, we get first down defense. I sure hope I was right, you know. So, so sure enough, halftime, all of us go in the locker room. We got that book open. Yeah. Oh, and and the head guy goes, "Well, I'll be the rookie was right." <laughs> <laughs> That's a first, you know. He said, "Good job, rookie. Good job, rookie. You, you got it right." And I said, "I read it somewhere, but I wasn't I wasn't quite sure, but I'm sure now." Okay some serious pressure so walk us walk us through that what what was the official call why why was oh yeah it? well you know nobody had possession okay so if somebody had possession then you have a fumble okay and if the defense had it and they fumbled it well it goes back to them but nobody ever had possession so the rule is when it just goes words out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage that's the key point because it was not a punt you know it yeah. doesn't doesn't cross the line of scrimmage so it squirts out of bounds First down defense, you know, that's it. Because the offense has given up the ball when they do that. In the act of the right the kick. Now, had they picked it up and run for a touchdown, it's a touchdown, you know. It's, okay. it's, a, it's a loose ball. So, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you kind of see why they have the conference. Yeah, it absolutely. Because I'm listening to you tell the story. I'm thinking, I don't know that I know why. In, but... in all my years, that's the only third down quick kick I ever saw. And it was your ever. first year. <laughs> Yeah, first year. <laughs> Never saw a third down quick kick. Good gracious. This is fire. Yeah. Well, Darren and I have a, questions we haven't had a chance to ask you yet. Oh, and so, okay. So we're going to put you on the hot seat, David, and, and give some rapid fire questions. Oh, this and, is not going to end well. And so, Darren, you want to kick it off? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, one of the things that, that, that uh, we've had some interest in, like people wanting us to ask about, and some things that Ben and I have talked about as well, is it, you, when you, are an official and replay is introduced, you know, what's kind of your reaction to that? And then what were, what were the adjustments that, that you have to kind of make because of it? Yeah. Well, if, uh, I don't remember what year replay hit college, but uh, when you first, you know, they announced it and everybody went, what? Mm-hmm. We don't need no thinking replay, you know? <laughs> well, okay. But then you have to go through the mechanics and then you realize real quick, it's not there to replace you. It's there to support you and get, get it right. And it takes about three weeks to adjust. Now you have to adjust with your whistle because it like, if there's a potential fumble and you're not sure, was he down? Was it out? You tend to say, don't blow the whistle. So whereas in previous, you'd, you'd just make the call and that's it, you know, but if you're not sure you leave it alone and let replay take it off. But uh, it was, 
for me me and many other officials, it was an adjustment. But after about three weeks, you go, yeah, I like it now. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's always, it's always done properly. You know, that's the thing. Now, if you get the replay guy that does it too many times when it doesn't matter, like there's a 40 point difference, why are you doing replay? You know, mm-hmm. come on, does it make a difference? And, uh, and that's it. But the whole object of that is to uh, make sure you get it right. And that, that's really what we're after is get it right. That's no matter how long it takes, you just get it, try to get the call right. So was holding the whistle kind of the biggest adjustment? Yes. For, yeah. For me, because we get stuck with the, uh, trying to see the fumble. That's probably the hardest call in football is trying to, you can't see because the humanity in there and you're kind of, is the knee down? Is it, you know, mm. and, and even in replay, sometimes you can't, can't tell. It's a, it's a bang, bang. You know, most mm. of the time you go, Whoa, did that ball come out or mm. was he down? You know, and it, it's a close and especially the goal line, that is really, you know, you just, sometimes we can't see it. Just got to unpile them. Okay, where's the ball, you know, mm-hmm. and then replay. What do you see, you know, but the main thing is they get it right, you know, and, and the replay has, boy, gotten so much better since it started. Oh, it's incredible what they have technology-wise now, uh, and it's just it's going to continue to get better, I think. Now, the next question, David, I need to ask you, before I ask this question, I need you to, to commit to telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, uh oh. As God is your witness. Uh oh. This sounds like trouble. Oh, it sounds like it. Have you ever been offered a bribe to make a call for any team? What kind of question is that? <laughs> you sound like some of the coaches. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lord have mercy. I can't believe you asked that question. And so, uh, you so, sound like a politician right <laughs> now. <laughs> so, so, uh, hmm. Are you questioning my integrity? <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, I am going, in my career, I'm going to flag the radio host right now. <laughs> You've just both been flagged. We have yellow. There is a flag literally on the play. <laughs> what? You brought it with you. <laughs> uh, I, I do this for when people have questionable judgment. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So I like it. Yeah, that's 15 yards, by the way. Right? Yeah, and a loss of damn. Yeah, you're. It's yeah, a felony. That's a felony. Yeah, you can't do that. All right, but to uh, go back to your question. All right, that's that's a good question. See, I, I was I sat in the stands watching high school ball. I watch all this and I go, you know, these guys are crooked. You know, somebody who is paying these guys off. You know, I'd watch it and I go, dead gum. So part of I told you why, why I got in and all that, but part of my motive was I wanted to find out who was cheating because I was going, if there's bribe money going on, I want to know about it. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to have a big uncover, a big scandal and all that. So the first year goes by, and I'm going, well, I don't see any bribe money going on here. <laughs> and uh, second year goes by and I'm going, well, where's all these people that are supposed to bribe me? I, I'm looking for them. Third year goes by. Nothing, nothing. I was going, what? There's no bribery going on around here? I asked the other officials. They go, ah, oh, get out of here, rookie. You know, you don't know what you're doing. They said, in, in all my 37 years, never a discussion about it, never been approached about it. And it, it's all been on the up and up. And I can say that with a hand on the Bible. And, and that is just like, I was so shocked. 
I, was, I knew they were on the take, but I was so wrong. And the reason why, after three years, I found out why that doesn't happen, because you become addicted to that officiating. Uh, you love it so much. You would not jeopardize it for anything. You know, we have to sign uh, deals like we don't gamble and all right. that every year, contracts. We don't do this. We don't do that. La, 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 la. But, you know, it, that's just part of it. But but the you would never want to give that up. That's just something, you, no, we're not doing that. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I've never been never been approached, never been in a, a situation like that. And I do remember down at uh, Kilgore one night on a, what, a Tuesday, a Thursday night game, and uh, the sweep went to one side, and the Kilgore coach comes over, and he, he's, hey, ref, I think you, you dropped those two tens down there. And I went, <laughs> well, even if they are mine, I ain't picking them up. <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, no, they're not mine, I'm sure. You know, well, I just want to be, you know, let you know. And I thought, uh, no, yeah, I'm not picking it up. I don't care if it's mine or not. No, I'm not picking that up. No That's way. That's fantastic. <laughs> you were talking about, uh, just then, you were talking about Kilgore that was in high school. When you were referring oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Now, on the other extreme of that, on the other side of college is NFL. Have oh, you yeah. ever been asked to or approached to officiate an NFL or <laughs> in the NFL? Oh, no. I never got in the NFL. Just just get that out of the way. Um yeah, there was like uh, three different times. Well, and uh, everybody knows about the uh, – this, this is a very interesting. So everybody knows about the strike about mm-hmm. 2001. Right. So the NFL guys are going on strike. And, you know, I'm down there in Division two. Really? All right, come on. So I'm a, I had a lot of uh, connections in the NFL. A lot of my buddies I officiated with, they're in the NFL. So they call me up and they say, look, hey, would you honor our strike? I said, sure, man, I'll honor your strike. <laughs> They're not going to talk to me anyway. Get out of here, you know. Okay, we just want to make, we just want to touch base. Couldn't believe it. the very next morning on my on my front step was a FedEx package from guess who the NFL. We we no would kidding. like to sign you up, and I went, what am I going to do now? I you know because I'm thinking, well, I'm closing the door on the NFL if I say no. But then I'm really not being very loyal to my guys I told I'd honor. So I got a real dilemma here. I got a solution. I have a contract on Saturday night. I got to be in these places of 10 buck two. I can't possibly get to your Sunday game by then. So I said, wrote them back. I said, sorry, but uh, my contract with the uh, Division Two is like this. So sorry. So they wrote me back. No problem. We'll send the NFL jet and we'll get you there. And I went, what? No kidding. <laughs> I said, what? You're going to send it? Yep. We'll, we'll get you there. And I said, oh, no. Well, now I got a real dilemma. Mm-hmm. I, I have run out of excuses. Yeah. So I finally said, well, I said, I got to be honest. I said, I told the guys I would honor the strike, and I'm going to honor their you know, their strike. I, I can't, can't do that to them. I've already promised. And they said, well, son, you know how much money you're missing out on? I said, yeah, you told me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do, and if you could do it, if I were not tell my wife. <laughs> I, said, I said, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And a couple of my other buddies actually took it, and they made a killing. And I was yeah. so, when I found out what I would, I would have been in the Atlanta-Dallas game. And, oh, I was oh, no sick about that. But, you know, a promise is a promise, mm-hmm. and so you have to honor that. But, uh that was, that was the first time. Uh, the second time was like 2011. Same thing. NFL goes on strike. Mm-hmm. and uh, But this time, the uh, 
supervisor is a lot smarter. They go, by the way, we've heard y'all have all been approached. I'm in Division One now. So you've all been approached by the NFL to officiate. Just want to let y'all know, if you accept, your contract is over with us permanently. And we went, what? Wow. <laughs> Uh-oh. I said, well, hmm. Since I probably will know this uh, strike will be over in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not a good decision. <laughs> this is not a good decision. Wow. I said, thanks, but no thanks. That was an easy one. And uh, the third time was the most interesting. I was up at Tulsa, and I was on the sidelines. And I didn't know it, but there was an NFL scout in the stands. He was looking at somebody else. And I had this kind of it's – a, it's a real tough play, but if you're in the right position, it's easy. But the quarterback gets it. And he comes around and he's going to lateral, you know, to his uh, halfback, you know, which is fine. You know, if, if you're behind the line of scrimmage, there's no problem. Problem was the quarterback goes beyond the line of scrimmage and he pushes it forward. You know, that's an illegal forward pass. You know, you can't do that. So I come out with the flag and cover the play and all that. So game's over. I'm going back to the dressing room, get a shower and, and this guy grabs me on the arm and says, I need to talk to you. And I said, uh, who are you? He said, well, I'm, I'm a scout for the NFL. And I went, I didn't ask for this. You know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. And he says, why haven't you applied for the NFL? And I goes, because I don't want to. <laughs> that was it. I just don't want I don't want to. I heard too many stories. I said, no, I'm happy right where I am, you know. And they said, well, we, we could fix you up, you know. And I said, all right, talk to me. What do you got? He says, well, we have this thing in Europe. And I said, what? You want to send me to Europe? This is NFL was in Europe for a short period of time. So I said, well, what would the schedule look like? Oh, yeah, you'll love this. You'll love this. He said, we'll fly you over on like a Friday, and you'll do a Saturday or Sunday game, whatever it is, and then you'll stay in Europe for another week and then do the second game on the Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is. So I'm doing my head, and I'm going, so I'll be in Europe for like 12 days at a time. I said, I don't have enough vacation to do that. You know, there's, I said, no, (laughs) I said, I'm not doing that. Well, you ought to reconsider. I said, no, I'm I'm happy where I am. I really am. And, uh, and, and I, I, the guys in the NFL are are tremendous officials. Don't get me wrong. I know a bunch of them and they're really good at it. But, uh, I said, after I saw that schedule, I said, there's no way I can have a job and do that too. There's no way. Well, and it shut down about three years later, so that was the right decision, too. So, yeah. So, yeah, I still got all their letters. I put it in the file, so I I got all their letters. I would as well. Absolutely. I would definitely I'll show my grandkids someday. Hey, look at the old old granddad had an opportunity (laughs) and said, nah, we're not doing that. That's fantastic. So, David, even though you're retired, I wish we had video on this podcast because (laughs) – I didn't even realize you were pulling a flag earlier no. until it was already out. That was so smooth. Yes, it was well done. You still got it. Now you know how years. coaches feel. <laughs> but what are some of the what are some of the fears that officials have? Oh, great question. Uh, well, I think the, the number one fear is, uh, you know, not being able to do it anymore. You know, that's your fear. Of, you know, being kicked out. You know, that because everybody knows you got kicked out, or you know, and. And I've seen a lot of them get terminated, you know, permanently. And so, uh, so everybody asks about, you know, the college officials. Well, we, uh, we get hired by contract, you know, we're contract labor. We're not, you know, that's it. That's contract labor. You sign a contract, you send it in. So every year you get a congratulations. You're, you've been accepted for this conference and sign here and send it back to us. 
But then about every January 15th, you get, we regret to inform you that your services are no longer needed. So, so I got, I have uh, 25 congratulations letters and I have 24 termination letters because on the last one, I told him I quit anyway. So you don't have to fire me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the fears are, you know, not being able to do it anymore because it, it, it is an addiction. And, and you want to, you know, you want to try to be the best you can, you know, and you really don't want to let the crew down. And, but there are times when I've seen them, yep, sorry, you got to go. And it happens in the NFL too. And, uh, you know, it's all levels. If you're not to that certain level, you're sorry. And you're, you're graded on how you compare with other officials. So if you're in the lower bracket, you're, you're, <laughs> you're in trouble. You know, you just got to be there. But uh, that's, that's probably the biggest fear, not being able to do it again. You know, and, and that's, that's always the case. Great question, though. Great question. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about, um, you know, you being with your crew. And you said even in high school you had a crew that you worked with. Were you, was your crew pretty consistent? Like you were with the same group of guys for several years without a lot of changes. Was there a pretty, Oh, no, uh, they would basically in college, they'd bust you up about every three years. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they'd say, well, it's, you know, we need to, cause you got new people coming in and people leaving. And so about every three, maybe four years, they would come in and say, okay, we're going to change the crews up this year. And, it's just putting the best talents together in different different ways because you don't want a one crew just weak. You want them all to be strong. So that that's that's what that's all about. But yeah, um, even in high school they had crews, and um, that's when you really get to know each other. You know, you 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 go to, you know, it's always the the dinners afterwards that you love to you talk about the game and what what's what coach said this and what player said this, you know, and it's just like a fraternity really. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that, that's a, that's a bond that you just can't be broken, you know? And, uh, I, I wouldn't trade a minute for that. Not one. So, now yeah. in high school, did you travel together together a lot as a crew? It, it's, uh, like in East Texas, you had to, mm -hmm. uh, cause you want to cut down the mileage on them, but uh, that was in high school. And, um, when you get to in the Dallas area, you know, you couldn't, coordinate you just kind of meet up at the stadium and but you're still looking at a crew but uh those, those are some uh, really good ones and i'll tell a quick story we had a playoff game and we had a, a, a head referee is uh it's the texas stadium at the time and uh he always had this thing of saying you know we'd be a real tense situation and it's late in the game and it's all pressure and he'd sit there a veteran official he says Man, I wish I had a, a chili dog right now. I want a chili dog, you know. So so my umpire said, Okay. So he gets he gets a chili dog, sticks it in his back pocket. And so wait a minute. So they go up there and he gives that speech again and he pulls out an old chili dog. Thing thing looked nasty. And of course of course he's looking at it go, Well, I can't throw it on the ground, so he ate it right oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> right there, right there on Texas Stadium. I was oh, going, oh, oh my gosh, really, that's fantastic. Jim? What are you doing? Wow! <laughs> and he says, "Sure was good." <laughs> uh, well, well, aside from the um, the enticement of chili dogs, <laughs> which I now weirdly have a craving yeah. for. I'm not gonna lie, to <laughs> David. Let's say somebody's listened to the podcast and and they've thought about getting into officiating. What what advice would you give people who are considering this? Well, you uh, 
you have to have a, a true love for the game, you know, because uh, you're going to be in the arena and you're going to be uh, under the microscope, you know, at least at the college level. A high school level, not so much, but uh, at the college level, you're definitely in the in, you know scrutiny all the time. Every play gets reviewed, you know. But really, if you just love doing it and, and you're out there in the game itself, uh, you know, you're in the arena and you're basically – uh, you're trying to do the best job you can, and and you know you got a job to do, and you know coaches are they're out there to win at all costs. But at the same time, you you have to be able to be smart enough to make the right call and know how to handle coaches. You know, so uh, the the warning I'll give you is what I said earlier. It is an addiction. So if you last for like three years, you're going to be hooked, and uh, it's hard to give up. You know, it is like yeah. It, but that's what I'd say. You know, if you're really interested, uh, find out who the local, uh, they have a local chapter secretary every town. And uh, it, it really works, uh, works well. And they'll, they'll train you. They have really trained, they have real training programs, not like me <laughs> like many years ago. They actually train you before you get out there and rules test the whole bit. But uh, that would be my thing. Make sure you love it and because you're going to get addicted to it. You mentioned a, a chapter secretary in every town. What, what's the organization name for someone looking? Well, it's uh, they're all over. You know, Streetport has got one, and they have a big chapter. And anywhere in East Texas, there's Mount Pleasant, Longview. I mean, they're they're all over. If the I was going to Google it, what would That's I Google? Like, yeah, like yeah, just say uh, uh, football uh, chapters in okay. Louisiana, football chapters in Texas, football officials. Yeah. Football. Okay. Okay. You know, but the uh, it's uh, chapter secretary would be the key word. You know, okay. and they'll find out who it is. I have no idea who it is now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once once you leave it, you're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> well, now you mentioned starting in, in, or we've talked about a couple of times starting in high school. Oh yeah. Uh, so do you have a couple of just like really stand out? Okay, high school I'll, I'll try to be quick. Um, we had one in high school. It's uh, Coach Ron Poe in McKinney, and uh, I was on his sideline. He's a nice guy, never never a problem. And we have this uh, pass play on the other side of the field, all way over there, and the feet get tangled up, and you got nothing. It's a it's a great no call, you know. I'm like. That's simple, you know, so I'm out there and I'm going to help with the ball because it's way over there and I got to get, get it back over here. And I turn around and there's Coach Poe right behind me and he's doing this. He's flapping his arms <laughs> up and down, up and down. And I'm going, I look at him and I reach for my flag and he goes, no, 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 no. He said, that was a great no call. And he's still flapping his arms. That's a great no call. And I start laughing. He said, don't laugh. You'll give me away. I said, what? what do you mean? He said, I got to make it look like I'm doing something out here. Let me flap my arms for like three more seconds and I'm gone. So, so I'm like, there's no way I can flag that. There's no way I can flag that. No way. And uh, he said, now, do your job. Escort me back to the sidelines and act like you're chewing me out. And I go, okay, I'll try not to laugh. This is, that was like, oh, God. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. And then uh, we had another one where uh, I was over at Red Oak in, in uh, south of Dallas. And so uh, Red Oak's killing this team. And so it's we're coming down. It's, you know, it's early fourth quarter. And Red Oak's getting us ready to score again. And all of a sudden, you know, the Red Oaks got the ball, and our uh, referee, the head guy with the white hat, uh, it looks like a sweep, but they fumbled the ball, okay? 
the ball's I'm not back judge. I'm looking. The ball's laying on the ground, and uh, the referee's going, blowing it dead. You know, that's the worst thing. And right, uh, it's called <laughs> an inadvertent whistle. Right, everybody saw it. I saw it. The whole crew saw it. So we got to go tell the referee, hey, you blew it. You know, we got to do that down over. Blah blah blah. Ha, oh, really? You couldn't believe it. I said, yeah, that's it's just it happens. All right. So while we're doing the talking, in the meantime, the losing team is bringing their offense onto the onto their field, and the Red Oak defense is coming out on the field. And I, I'm turning around looking at this. Oh no, we got a big mess now. We got to get this all redone. Get the teams back and forth. And the uh, middle linebacker for Red Oak says, "Wait a minute, Rev. Wait a minute." We saw it. I said, what do you mean? We saw it's an inadvertent whistle. He said, yeah. And uh, I said, he says, the coach told us we need to practice defense. So he says, let them have the ball. And I said, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) And I looked over at the Red Oak coach, and he's going, first down, this way, first down. (laughs) So I looked at the head guy. He said, oh, let's go with it. First down, let's go. (laughs) Everybody's happy. That's fantastic. <laughs> but I thought, wow. Do I have time for the uh, the fumble that was never recovered? All right, okay. So this one was a high school game, big 5A game. I think it was uh, Garland Mesquite or something. Anyway, big game. And uh, intensity is high, and first play of the game, everybody's. So first play of the game comes to my sideline, and I'm going, oh, boy, here we go. It's a sweep. And all of a sudden, he gets up to the line of scrimmage, and the ball goes, boom, 15 feet straight up in the air. And I was looking at that, and I go, oh, this is not good. <laughs> First play of the game, the intensity is high. Well, it, it looked like uh, the, it looked like the football was the carcass, and I had 22 hyenas down here getting ready to <laughs> grab that carcass, you know. So it, come, it finally comes down, and uh, oh, the biggest ruckus you ever saw. I had never heard so much oh, grunting and groaning and hollering at each other. And I was going, oh, boy, here we go. We got to uncover all this mess. So you get it down. You finally get it down to 10. And they're still, man, they're going in. We finally get it down to seven. Man, who's got the ball? So we pull it off and get it down to five. Man, they're going at it. We pull them off, get it down to three. Get it down to two. I said, okay, all right, give me the ball. And they both, they didn't have the ball. Nobody, (laughs) nobody had the ball. What? And we're all looking at each other. It's a big circle. You know, everybody's looking at each other. And, we're, and the head guy goes, where's the ball? This little running back, way downfield, the ball had squirted out and nobody saw it. And he, he says, there it is. And we go, we're not, we're not doing that again. No, 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 we're not doing that again. So that was the fumble that was never recovered. Yeah, second down right here. Let's go. Guys, there's so many things that happen at high school level. Some of them you just can't believe it, but it does happen. We had a game uh, once again in Dallas, but uh, I was on one sideline and the chain was on the other side sideline. So I kind of went, well, okay, we're they ran about 10 plays and all of a sudden brrr, they shut it down and they're working on the chain broke. Well, this happens all the time, you know, so they, they get over there and they get the manager and they start taping up and get the chain fixed again and go, it happens about twice a year. Okay. No big deal. So, uh, we get to line up again for the next down and they run the play and all of a sudden, shut it down. What's wrong? Chain, chain problem. And I said, what? Y'all just fixed it. Surely, surely y'all are better than that. And the head coach behind me says, 
what the heck is going on over there? I said, I don't know. Let me go find out, you know? So, so I go over there and of course, anytime official says, you're not going to believe this. I said, okay, try me. I'll see if I can believe it or not. He said, we fixed the chain, but instead of put tying the chain to the down marker, we tied it to the first down marker. (laughs) So we got to undo it again and fix it again. I said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What are y'all doing? And so, uh, so I said, let me go tell the coach. So he knows what's going on. And I said, coach, you're not going to believe this. And he said, hit me. So I had the uh, head coach and defensive coach sitting there side by side. And I said, I said, what happened was they fixed the chain, but they tied the chain to the first down marker. So whenever the play's over, the first down marker was moving with the ball, you know? And he said, oh, that's so stupid. I said, yeah, I know. And the defensive guy says, wait a minute, coach. I like this idea because they can never get a first down. (laughs) That's funny. Brilliant. Anyway, that was the, uh, what I call the greatest first down chain repair in history. So many great stories. And I know you have so many more, David, but thank you for giving us and all of our listeners an insight into what it's like to be an official. My pleasure. And uh, it, this has been a really great two episodes. And, Very uh, much so. Thank you for coming on the show. And when we get into college football season in the fall, we may be calling you up, particularly when there's some controversial calls. We may be and trying to tap are. into your wisdom. Absolutely. So. I don't know. <laughs> but thanks again for joining us. All right. And um, I guess uh, I do appreciate it. And we'll end it on a dead ball foul. <laughs> another flag, another flag. <laughs> well we have now officially had two flags on the play yeah, uh, you're, you're both ejected <laughs> perfect timing that's <laughs> well before david escorts us off the field uh, as he yeah. has to do now that we've been ejected <laughs> uh we do uh just want to remind everyone if you're listening on spotify or uh, apple podcast uh, google podcast whatever it is Please not only listen to us, but hit that subscribe button. Hurry so, up. Here comes the sheriff. Uh, the sheriff's on the way. <laughs> and the mascots are now fighting behind us. <laughs> We're trying to be quick. Uh, you know, be sure that not only do you do you like, but you subscribe to the podcast. That way it downloads every week and you get notifications. And if you have, if, if whatever platform you listen on has an opportunity to either like, uh, or rather rate or uh, review or both, please do that. We really appreciate it. That does help us out. And then as always at the bottom of the uh, show notes in the episode, there is our link tree link, which will take you to our Twitter account, uh, to our blog uh, to our, you can just click on an e- just our email address, and it'll it'll take you directly to an email. Any way to interact and communicate with us is right there, just in one click away. So please be sure uh, and do that as well. Just, just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes on any episode. Until next week, remember episodes drop every Tuesday morning at six a.m. You can listen anytime on your favorite podcast platform. You don't have to wake up early, but thank you for listening. And until next week, y'all take care. Have a great week. Thank <laughs> you.